How do you say? How do you say? Is it her? Welcome to How to Say Hi, a podcast that shares the power of ordinary interactions and how small gestures can spark endless smiles and new connections. Hi, I'm Maggie. And I'm Caitlin. We often get asked how we come up with new concepts for our episodes. Truth be told, we're taking experiences from our everyday life and bringing them to you, real and raw, because sometimes we're uncomfortable in social situations too, where we don't know any of the people around us or the spaces that we're in. We have to fight through that challenge of wanting to just stay in our own little bubble and push ourselves to be those social butterflies and connect with the people around us because we know that ultimately doing so will help us have a better and a more truer experience. Oftentimes when we are experiencing something new, we will make assumptions about the people around us. We may kind of put them up higher than ourselves and in in that sense, putting ourselves down. That adds to the discomfort of this new experience. And I think that part of that is admitting to ourselves that we're new and it's different and maybe a little scary, but that's part of it and that's okay. You're allowed to be new at something. Everyone at some point has walked into that space and been like, okay, how does this work? People who are in charge of that space, whether it be a class leader or someone at like a shoe store Mm -hmm. or an REI, they're there to help explain things to you and answer your questions. There's a reason that people like are experts at things. It's to help the people who aren't. And if you work in a place like REI, you know you're going to get questions from people who don't know as much as you. It reminds me of our voting episode, Maggie, Mm -hmm. where if you all haven't listened to it yet, quick flashback, Maggie is an election officer and I sometimes have a little bit of voting anxiety when I go into the polling place because I'm like, if I ask a question, it might mean that I don't know what I'm doing when I feel like I should, Mm. even though it's something we only do, you know, every so often. So it's okay to ask those questions. That's a thing we get into as, as once we become adults, like we're just supposed to know everything and be good at everything. And if we don't, then we just kind of write it off as if like, that's not important or it doesn't matter. I'll just fake it when that really limits our experience of things because it might mean that we never learn because we've never asked a question. We've never tried something new. So we just We never experience that thing. Or we just decide not to do it because we don't know and we're like scaring ourselves off when it's okay. And then we're just missing out. Whereas if we kind of said, I don't know, this thing is new to me, but I want to try it. And you go in like with that perspective, it can be really fun and exciting. And also lean on those people who are there as experts, like ask the questions, be Mm -hmm. okay with with like not knowing. And we always feel silly, like, oh, everyone's going to know. I don't know. That's okay. What's the harm in someone knowing that this is your first time at REI or at this fitness class or whatever? I have a friend, her name is so fun to say, Julie Battisto. And I always admired that about her. You know, I consider myself a pretty outgoing athletic person. And yet when it comes to doing new things like, Hey, let's go mountain biking with a group of people who have an established mountain biking group or something. I'm like, "Uh, I don't know if I can keep up or I don't know if I'll be good enough. But Julie Batisto 
always admire this about her. She would be like, oh, I've only mountain biked once ever in my life on my friend's bike. And she'll just join that group and ask questions and be like, so tell me about this and tell me about that. And I feel like she did such a great exploration of different hobbies and things that now she's found one that means a lot to her and that she loves. And now she makes really cool coffee cups and she does the whole spinning wheel and and all of that stuff. It's absolutely amazing. You should check her out. We will link to her in our show notes. But anyway, that was a quality that I just so admired about her. Even though I might have had more experience in something, I felt like she was better at being like, yeah, let's do that. Let's explore it. Let's check it out. I truly, truly admired her ability to ask questions when she didn't know, where I've always had this feeling that if I ask, I don't know, and therefore, do I even belong here? But yes, I freaking do. Like everybody's a newbie at something. You can't know what you don't know. So asking questions is your superpower. Use it. And it's kind of a fun conversation starter too, because you can say like, oh, this is my first time. Like, have you joined this group before? Or like, have you been mountain biking long? And that's something to talk about immediately. And maybe they're like, oh, I'm new here too. And I'm, I'm kind of shy or, oh, I've come all the time. I'm happy to have you. Like, is, if you have any questions, let me know. It's a really great way to connect with people. And one thing that like, it's really easy to assume that groups like that only want to be with other experts, but Oftentimes teaching new people or people who have, have learned a different way or done it something a different way is another way to grow your skills. Or so reignite you your passion. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like people love to share their hobbies. That's why these kind of groups exist. Like you want to share with people. You want to connect with people. We can do things alone in our houses forever. Like <laughs> we've kind of learned that and it's not very much fun. We crave that human interaction in these group settings, even with strangers. And it really brings us together. I love that what you just said about these groups exist. And it's like, if they didn't want to extend or open it up to people who don't know it as well as they do, then these groups wouldn't necessarily be opening their doors to Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. If you found like a club or something online, it's because they want more people to find them. Right. So you're welcome there. You know, mm-hmm. and you can ask questions, you can be a part of it and learn and, and soon you'll be the one showing the newbie of the ropes. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, if it is an exclusive group, it's going to say that and they're going to purposely try to weed people out at the beginning. So let's circle back to the start of the podcast. We said that oftentimes we get asked how we decide our topics. And I wanted to share uh, something that's recently happened to me that has inspired this conversation of really opening up your space when you go into something new and feeling empowered to ask questions and truly integrate with the space and the people within it. So recently, I started going to a weekly yoga class. I'm definitely not a yogi. I don't understand all the moves, and I prefer to be either in the middle or the back so I can watch other people when I don't know what the heck I'm doing. But it was my second class ever, And I walk in and the only spots open are right in the very front. And so I walk in and I've got my mat and I'm like a little unsure if I need to grab any of the equipment and there's, it's in different areas. And the teacher was so friendly and she's like, you can grab this here or that there. And I was just like, I think I'm good. It just sat there in my space. And it was like, I felt comfortable on my mat. And it was like, that was my little territory But going off of the mat was like a little intimidating and scary. And then I looked behind me and there was this man. And my gosh, did he look like the yogiest yogi 
ever. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this like person right behind me is an expert and I have no idea like what I'm doing. Like I was trying to like figure out what if vinyasana was like a move, like a sequence or like a way of life. Like I was so confused. (laughs) And here's this person behind me and I'm just like, they're an expert and I'm now feeling not so great about myself and about myself in this particular situation. And so I just kind of do my thing and I sit there and I'm not really being, I'm not really exploring or being playful and I'm just in this moment. And then the teacher comes to the front of the class and she says, everyone watch your eyes. I'm going to turn it up, the lights up just a little bit here because this really weird thing happens sometimes where you're in a group with people for more than an hour and you're sharing a space and in yoga, we're sharing an energy And yet we often leave here not knowing our neighbor's name or anything about them or any insight to anything but ourselves, but yet we're sharing this space for like an hour. And I thought that was so awesome. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like literally what I do all the time. Why am I in my head really oddly right now? And so we go around the room and she set it up really well. And this is a great note for other instructors out there or people who oftentimes are seen as a leader of the group. She set it up and said, all I want to know is your name and one thing, anything. It could be your intention for this class today. It could be that you're just excited to stretch. It could be a highlight that happened at work or in the afternoon. Anything you want, just one happy thing and your name. So she goes to the first person and the first person is like, I'm so-and-so and I'm just so excited to be back into a class because it's been a long time because of COVID. And the next person says that she had a big win today because she is a dog trainer and she has been working with this super stressed out dog who finally showed signs of easing up a little bit and being a happier little puppy, which of course just made everyone like feel amazing. Aww. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was just really cool. But then we got to the person who I was you know, classified as this like yogi of the yogis and that I was totally inferior to. And he goes, hey, everybody, uh, this is only my second class. So I'm a little bit nervous because I'm still trying to learn the ropes. And right there, it just clicked. I had been in this space, this new space. And I started coming up with this perception and these stories about the people around me that were way more intimidating and way more elite than they needed to be. And it made me realize that we're all just people here to hang out for an hour and stretch. And if I would have just turned around and said hi to this person and simply said, you know, do you come to this class often? It's only my second time. He would have opened up and said, it's my second time too. And we could have related on that. And I would have felt more comfortable and at ease because I'm in the same boat as you. And now we're on like in this as a team getting through this together, but also really enjoying this space and, and feeling equal. But instead I had come up with like these crazy stories about everybody in the room and how they were way awesome. And and I was in some way inferior. So by like opening up and really trying and taking the effort to integrate into a space like that, you can have a more truer, a more real experience because you're not making it up in your head. I love that. And like, even if he had been some super yoga yogi, you would have like kind of broken that ice and been on the same page and that you're both just excited to be there. And like, 
you could, you know, say, oh, it's my first time, you know, if I do something wrong, you can let me know and, and kind of share in that experience rather than being like, I'm in this person's way who deserves to be here more than I do, because mm -hmm. that's not the case. Right. Instead, they'd be like, oh, newbie, she's doing pretty good. You know, like, mm -hmm. just by making that connection, I think I enjoyed the class immensely more. And, you know, I will say that there was probably two or three people in the class of 15 or so who were like, uh, I'm Bob, that's all you need to know, excited to stretch. You know, like maybe it wasn't like their favorite part of the class, but for the majority of us, I think it truly set the tone, made a difference, and felt made us all feel more integrated mm -hmm. and accepting and comfortable. And that's what it's all about. Like yeah, really my cool. energy was then able to expand beyond my tiny little mat and suddenly I'm like looking up and, and laughing with other people and associating with other people. And then you're more comfortable if a question does come up. You don't know where something goes or you don't know a move that ice has been broken and you can ask either the teacher or someone around you because you've you've like made that first connection. Mm -hmm. You may even know their name if you remember them. <laughs> 100%. And what's funny about all of this too is that these classes are also offered virtually. So like I could have done the same exact class from my own home, but I chose to go there and so did all these other people. But when I walked in, I wasn't thinking like, oh, we all chose to show up in person. Like I wasn't thinking that way, but like we were and we did. I think that's one interesting thing that's come out of this time in the pandemic and a focus on social distancing and stuff is how much we actually did crave and, and enjoy being around people, even strangers. Like it's fun going out to eat and kind of overhearing the tables next to you. Or like if you're waiting in line for something, chatting with someone and you may never see them again, you may have nothing in common, but except that you're in that space together at the same time. There's a reason that there are group fitness classes. Brick and mortars still exist because people like being around each other and learning from each other, however brief and, and scary it might be at the time. But like that's it's kind of an interesting thing about humans in general is that we kind of survive off of connection and community. But we also spend a lot of time like ignoring it and pretending we don't see other people there or that we are in a class by ourselves. And that's kind of like a weird. Yeah. I left that that yoga session so freaking happy and like with this new exuberance and excitement and I'm actually going to another one this evening, which I'm very excited about, my third class. And I've told myself, like you would almost prep for a sports activity or a game or something you're really looking forward to, that I'm going to go in there and I'm going to catch every pass. But in this instance, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to immediately expand my mat. That doesn't mean walking up and talking to everybody in the room, but it does mean keeping your eyes up and looking for those opportunities. And if I am feeling a little bit of an odd like story about somebody just introduce myself and say, hey, and get the real story so that I'm not creating this whole big thing in my head that doesn't need to exist. You know, another good place that this, I feel like, falls in is, have you all ever been to one of those restaurants where they cook in front of you on the- Yeah, the, like a Japanese steakhouse yes. with a big table. And, and yes. you go in and you might have like three or four people with you and then they, there's another group and there's like three groups of different people mm -hmm. all at the same table. And- I've been in those scenarios before, very similar to what I was just talking about, where like I make up these stories in my head, like, oh, they're on a very private day, or I don't know what, but how much more fun if you all just like integrate a little bit more. 
And it doesn't have to be like, so what do you do for a living or anything mm-hmm. like that? But it can be like, oh, are you all celebrating anything tonight? Or, oh, I just love your outfit. Or have you ever been to one of these before and went once and they like lit this thing on fire? Mm-hmm. You know, just having a quick introduction or heck, even being the person who before the cook comes out or anything, you just say, hey, everyone, we're Caitlin and Blake. And, you know, just like introducing the table, like mm-hmm. we'd love to just get to know all your names. And like, what are you celebrating tonight? Or anything, you know, are you from the area? And just like be that weirdo who has the conversation because it's going to make it a much more comfortable experience for everyone. And I can almost guarantee that walking away from that dinner, everyone's going to be like, wasn't that so fun? They kind of just like got the group together and had a quick combo. And like you said, they might be on a private date. Well, then they wouldn't choose a venue like that. Like if you really just wanted privacy or intimacy, you would pick a place that was a little more secluded or you would stay home or order in something like Gosh, that. But you yeah. go to a place like that for the whole experience. You want the food cooked in front of you and the fun that the chef often has with the with the table. And yeah, being in this community kind of setting that's bigger than the group you showed up with, there's something really like magical about that and embracing it from the beginning, introducing mm-hmm. yourself, saying hi. We've mentioned this before, especially like on the hiking episode and a couple others where like, Keep it in the moment. Keep it about what's happening at the restaurant. Caitlin said you don't have to ask what they do for a living or where they're from, but talk about, like, have you done this before? What kind of food are you going to get? It's a shared experience that you guys can both be, like, super excited about. And someone might be like, we do this every year for our birthdays Mm -hmm. or whatever. And you'd be like, okay, so we're going to get whatever you get. Yeah. Yeah. So it just creates this whole sense of, like, feel-good community. And I don't know. That's just, like – makes me jittery and excited because, yeah you like watch your voice the person next yeah. to you so you don't bother them but like you're all at the table oh it also helps when it comes time where you need like them to pass the sauce or something oh, yeah, like totally. you've already broken the ice and like hey or Jeff, when there, they like throw me? that whatever shrimp to you oh, yeah. and you miss and you're like super embarrassed everybody at that point's like it's okay woo, yeah, yeah they're cheering for you <laughs> it yeah. becomes just like this whole energetic team in a sense mm-hmm. and that can just really make your experience elevated and again Mm -hmm. truer yes Caitlin I feel like this experience was so recent and raw like you said and it sparked a lot of great conversation and ideas so let's wrap it up with some challenges I would say after reflecting on that experience my number one takeaway and something that I'm going to be implementing tonight is giving myself a pep talk before I go into the session telling myself you can do this. You are just as great as everybody else in the room. But not only that, giving myself an actionable thing to work on while I'm there. And that's going to be once I lay out my mat, I'm going to look up and expand the space that I'm taking up and use my eyes to connect with other people. And if I'm feeling a little bit of weird pressure for some reason, pausing before I make assumptions and just saying, hey, I'm Caitlin. This is my third class do you come here a lot? I've never been to this particular session before. Can you tell me about it? And asking and opening up and yeah, having a truer experience instead of one I make up in my head that's really scary. I think my big takeaway and challenge to myself and our listeners is to own the newbie status. Give ourselves permission to embrace that and be excited about it. It'll make these experiences more rewarding and fun. 
for me, part of owning that newbie status is not being afraid or almost ashamed to ask questions, Mm -hmm. but being vulnerable enough to say and to recognize that one thing we have in common is that we've all been the new person here before and that it really isn't that stupid to ask where this bolster goes because I don't know where the bolster goes. And at one point you didn't know that either. Like you had to learn that too. So owning that newbie status for me is about feeling comfortable and vulnerable enough to ask questions and not feel like I should automatically know those because why would I? I don't know. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. We really hope that you feel inspired by this episode to try something new and to get just a little bit outside of that comfort zone or the safety of your yoga mat. We would love to hear about your new experiences or other questions you may have that could spark a new episode idea. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at how to say hi pod or write to us at how to say hi pod at gmail.com. A huge thanks to Brent McCormick who did our podcast logo and art and also to the Wimps who are responsible for all the rad music you hear throughout the show. Thanks for listening. Ta-ta. Namaste. <laughs> Namago. <laughs>